I'm here with pianist Simona Dinnerstein to talk about her new recording that's coming out in mid-September called A Character of Quiet. Welcome, Simona. It's good to talk to you again. Thanks for having me on. So now we bring ourselves to A Character of Quiet, and as you shared in some of the notes that come along with this recording, this was just made in June with your your longtime producer, Mr. Abe's house. Yes, Adam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what was that? I, I, I know there's a lot to encapsulate in this, but what was that recording experience like for you uh, and your producer under these current conditions and situations? Well, Adam is just a, a genius with sound. Um, I live in a, in a house in Brooklyn, and he brought all of his equipment to my house and set up. Uh, he set himself up downstairs in the kitchen, and then I was upstairs in the, the piano room, and my son and husband and dog and the piano technician were also in the house. <laughs> And uh, we recorded over the course of two nights in June, late at night, so that there would be less street noise. Uh, It was a really unusual situation. I was actually, frankly, concerned about recording at home for several reasons. Uh, One was I was just worried that we would be able to capture a nice sound, because though I have a really spectacular instrument, I have a nine-foot Hamburg Steinway, which I actually discovered when I used it in Berlin to record Bach, A Strange Beauty, and then I I bought it after I played that recording. But it's not in a very large room, and I was very worried about the acoustical space. So that was one concern. And then the other concern that I had was that my room is where I do my work. And it's where I am very self-critical and I am used to being analytical in that room. And that's not the kind of headspace that I want to be in when I'm recording. Like I want to be free and in the moment and not um, self-conscious. So I was worried about those two things entering into this experience. And how did that play out for you then, with with those concerns going in? Well, in terms of the sound, Adam was just a genius with it. I I still don't quite understand how he did it. We, We kind of angled the piano slightly and hung up some absorbent curtains to cut out street noise and... Um, asked the tenants upstairs if they would mind not flushing the toilet and <laughs> it was like yeah he did it all worked out that way um, uh, in terms of my headspace what I decided was that I would not listen to any playbacks which is very unusual for me usually when I record I Uh, take breaks and go listen to what I did and that kind of informs how I keep going to the next take Um, but I thought that if I did that in this situation that I would hate my playing and and be angry at myself and it would just not be a positive uh, thing to do so I just stayed in that room pretty much for five hours each night that we did it over the course of two nights and I just played and uh, 
I was able to play and be free. It was it was really interesting. I was just um, I feel like I went somewhere really deep with this recording. mentioned two nights a couple of times. Is that a considerably shorter period than you normally give to a full recital program, a full recital recording like this, would you say? Yeah, yes, yeah. I mean, usually I would spend three days doing it. Uh, So this was definitely very compressed. And uh, the other thing that was really unusual about it was that um, I really hadn't been practicing leading up to it, and I was quite concerned about how it was going to sound. And even the week before we did it, I, I wanted to cancel, and Adam convinced me that I should just do it. And if I didn't like it, we, we would just not release it. It would be just something I did. And... Um, uh, then when I went to listen to the playbacks afterwards, like, so I did the two nights and then I think the week later I went up to Adam's studio and we, we listened to do the editing. Uh, he said to me, Simona, you're going to notice that your first takes are extremely different than everything else that you did each, both nights and uh, you're probably gonna wanna use your first takes. And it was so weird, but uh, the recording is almost entirely made up of the first takes. <laughs> uh, and that has never happened to me before. Um, and Adam said it was very weird for him too. Uh, he felt like I almost had been just waiting to do this and it just came out immediately. Simona, you mentioned that you really didn't touch the piano for quite some time. Um, We've all, nearly everybody has experienced some shift in how they work. Um, I'm not in my office five days a week, eight to five like normal. I'm at home, which I'm not used to doing. And it must have been very, very different for you with the uh, performance and touring schedule that you had before. So now you have a situation where you're finding yourself at home all the time, and that, that had to have been a, a considerable shift of rhythm and, and focus. I think that, so my last concert was in the middle of March, and 
after that, I, I kind of struggled. I really struggled with the piano. I, I tried, I would try to start a project. I wouldn't be able to do it. Uh, I was lucky if I practiced for an hour. Um, I did some things. I was thought, you know, I'll try to learn the well-tempered clavier. Then that kind of broke down. Then I, it was just, I was in a bit of a haze. In fact, I, it's even hard for me to remember what happened during that time or what I did exactly. And uh, when I decided finally to do this recording, which was really with the encouragement of Adam, that's really that what what made it happen. Um, even then, I found it hard to practice for the recording. Uh, so this is all very unusual for me because I'm I'm a very motivated person and and very self-disciplined, and I felt just sort of dried up. Um, so after listening to the recording with Adam and once we edited it, it, it changed my feeling about what had happened over the course of those few months. It made me realize that, that changes were taking place within me even when I wasn't playing and that in fact I had grown tremendously um, while I was away from the piano. And I think that it gave me more confidence and um, interest in, in you know, re restarting my engagement with the instrument. And so I've been practicing ever since then. Schubert and Glass's music, these three etudes that I recorded and the B-flat sonata are very profound works that are um, extremely introspective and complicated and full of different perspectives. You know, they're both, like the Schubert, it's, you know, this final piano sonata, it's huge work, it's so monumental and it's in a, in a major key and it starts off with this beautiful theme, but there's this unrest underneath it. And I think that this period that we've been going through, and especially back in June, that what was happening in New York City at least, we, we had this kind of very strange stalling of time and real tragedy all around us and yet also space to reflect on life and choices that we're making. And I don't know, it just felt like the appropriate music to be doing at that time.
was thinking about the isolation and Franz Schubert in his last years seems to have maybe not been isolated, but his world seemed to be getting smaller and smaller. It was hard for him to get people to understand things like his big C major symphony, what we now call the Ninth Symphony. And um, I imagine that that must have had something to do with what we now recognize as, as deep introspective music of Franz Schubert's late works. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the music itself, whatever you know about the background of the composer, it speaks to um, a sense of loss, I think, and of remembrance. There's a kind of yearning in the music, which I think is a yearning for the past. I don't know why it says that to me, but it always has. Um, so, but I guess music, that's the thing about music is that, it, instrumental music, is that it's, um, it's, it's not specific. I mean, we can all hear it in our own way. I understand that you did quite a bit of reading during this time, maybe more reading than playing for a little while, and that the title of the CD, A Character of Quiet, I understand that comes from uh, Wordsworth. Yes, I, I don't normally read much poetry, but I did read the prelude of Wordsworth, and this is a remarkable poem. It's huge, an autobiographical poem, and I was reading it around the time I was getting ready to record, and this particular passage really stood out to me when uh, Wordsworth is remembering a time when he wanted to get away from the noise of the world and turn, turn it down, turn down the volume, and talks, you know, he uses the uh, imagery of um, in this particular passage of the the night watchman on the top of a lighthouse and the 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 prayer the person praying in a cathedral these are all places where are, that are near civilization but where people are removed from it in some way and um, and then he uses the the words a character of quiet and I thought that it really spoke to what was happening at that time to me in New York um, and actually to most people everywhere and, uh, and also to this music which has a quietness to it uh, which is not always peaceful. Yeah, that's very true. Um, sometimes listening to either the glass or the Schubert there, there's a feeling, an undercurrent that's, that's going on um, that's different from what we're hearing on the surface, so to speak. Yes, absolutely. And that's so that's what makes it so deep and complex. 
now that the recording is over, and is this is this something you usually do? Do you continue on playing those same pieces, or does the recording represent a kind of culmination of your exploration of of these pieces? Well, normally I would be doing a concert tour um, in conjunction with a recording, but obviously that's not happening right now. <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm on to other things. Yes, and. Um, probably finding other ways to explore and to express. I would imagine you're still occasionally posting your, your short videos where you set up the camera right down next to the keyboard. Are you doing that? Yes, I've not done that in a little in a little while. I, sh I should do it again. I It's funny, I did that earlier on um, when I was trying to motivate myself um, in the beginning of the pandemic and uh, and then at a certain point, I just didn't want to share anymore, so I stopped. But uh, I should start that again. You are only the second artist that comes to my mind, at least, in the last weeks or months, well, weeks, I'll say, who has a recording project that blossomed right out of their very own home. We might see in the coming months other artists who are uh, just deciding they've, they need to express and, and release something in some manner. I would imagine that a lot of people will be doing this. I think that it's uh, a great way of um, sharing and trying to bring some joy into the world uh, at this moment when uh, there's just a lot to be upset about. So it's nice to have something beautiful and interesting to listen to. Simona Dinnerstein, thank you very, very much for your time today to talk about your new release that's coming out this month of September, A Character of Quiet with music of Philip Glass and Franz Schubert. And uh, really enjoyed talking to you today, Simona, and uh, look forward to another opportunity sometime in the future. Thanks so much, John. It's always a pleasure.